It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Dennis and uh, Brady, and uh, we've had uh, two days of boys and girls uh, basketball. We'll get hockey going. Actually, tonight I'll be at a hockey game, but uh, hockey was kind of backloaded for this week, so it's going to be an all-basketball-y kind of a show today. Yes, it will be, and well, I saw another overtime game, a really fun one. Dennis, you saw, well, not uh, one close game, one not as close game, but it, it didn't disappoint you, the not close game. No, the, the Northern boys did what they do. They they put on a show. What what I will say, the last two days, the whistles made, the, uh, the, uh, the referees made their money because I saw a lot of fouls. And they were fouls, right? <laughs> so, but they just the the last two games I've seen were physical and tight and kind of high scoring. Even even the Northern Yale game was higher scoring than I was thinking it would be. And Port here on high is playing good basketball now, which they is really which is good to report. And like we'll talk about it in depth, but man, Saint Clair just needs something good to happen. To that team, yeah, I, I don't know what it is. They, they need a break. They they need a miracle shot to go in. They need something to turn it around for them because it's been heartbreak after heartbreak for them. Yeah, it's they have enough heartbreak for a couple seasons at yeah. this at this rate. All right, well, we'll take a, a break here and then we'll come back. And we'll start dissecting it because that's kind of what we do here on the Tri County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. When you run with us on a Gator UTV. The engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700 for all your real estate needs. O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. 
Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Garrett Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Garrett Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Garrett Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Uh, Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. There it is. Oh, good call, Brady. Thank you. Anyway... Uh, we'll start with Monday. Yeah, we'll start with uh, Monday. And you were out at Yale for game two of this Yale Northern home-and-home series this season. Yale took the first one in the opener at Northern in a fun game. It was a four-point win for Yale. Well, Yale backed it up in their own barn. Yeah, and again, the the final score, now the scoreboard had 44 to 35. When I added up my points, I had 45 to 35. I went with the scoreboard, but I don't know. Uh, anyways, uh, this was a one-point game with seven minutes to go. It was it, it was actually very low scoring in the first half, and it was more because the 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 teams weren't making shots than any other reason. But it was it was seven six Northern after the first. The first started with Yale scoring the first five points, and Northern didn't get a basket until very late in the quarter, and they were down six two, and then they got two shots in the last minute, including a three. To suddenly, out of nowhere, come to life and take a seven to six lead, they kept that one point lead at halftime. It was fourteen to thirteen, so not a lot of scoring. In fact, Yale got more points in the third quarter than they got in the first half, when they scored fourteen and Northern had nine. So it was twenty-seven twenty-three going into the fourth. 
First possession of the fourth, Jade Freeman got a bucket and a foul and made the free throw to make it 27-26. Then at that point, it became really hard for Northern to score, and Yale was really good at making their free throws. Um, and, and that's And there are a lot of points, 31 of the points in this game, were free throws. Ooh, that makes for a long game. Yeah, but I, again, I'm I'm all right with that if it's interesting. And for most of it, it was interesting. And Yale did it in cycles. They had three girls get to double digits. The first was Sadie Dykstra, who who scored their first eight points. That's a good way to start. Um, the next was Alyssa Barr, who finished with fifteen. Seven coming from the free throw line. So they'd get the ball in the post to her. And because Northern, what, what's the politically correct term for they're, they're not a tall team? They are not a tall they're, team. They're, they're not a tall team. They, they are they are size disadvantaged against most of their opponents. Yeah. And so to stop Barr, they got to follow her. Right. Um, and she was making free throws. And when Barr and Dykstra were both kind of on the bench because they were in foul trouble, Kimberly Martin stepped up all of a sudden. And after not doing a whole lot for three quarters, she ended up scoring seven points in the fourth and finishing with ten points. Um, So it it was an interesting game. Northern took a lot of threes, didn't make a lot of threes. Um, And at least on this night, the fact that the secondary scoring really wasn't there, that's what cost the Huskies in this game. Jade Freeman was fantastic, 17 points. She creates like she makes she's she's kind of like, obviously, it's a it's a slight exaggeration, but it's the same style. Whereas if Tyler Jamison can create his own, right, like he can get to a spot on the floor where he knows he can score. Jade's the same way. She is fearless going to the basket to try to create scoring chances for herself. And she'll take the contact. And in fact, couldn't finish the game because in the last minute she attacked the basket, got fouled, and got hurt and had to come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hopefully that was just an isolated thing and she'll be fine for the next game because they absolutely have to have her because on, on nights when they struggle, the other kids struggle to shoot, mm-hmm. Jade kept them in the ball game just simply because it's like, all right, if we're not going to knock down a shot, I'm just going to drive, and they're either going to let me get through to the basket or they're going to follow me or I'm going to score and they're going to follow me. She had four and ones. Well, and, you know, in in BWAC country, there's usually – they call it a little tighter in the BWAC than they do in the MAC. Yeah, they do, but, I mean, the girls were were earning their fouls. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and and I don't mind the officials – Calling it, they were consistent. They called it both ways. It wasn't like, oh, come on, ref, there's two teams. None of that stuff. And it's like, you know, the, the and, and it was that style. Because I think those teams play kind of that style. You know, the, the, they're thinking defense first, and they create their offense from their defense. And on this night, a lot of times, they were creating their offense by getting to the free throw line and making free throws which was a refreshing thing to see. I saw more makes than misses. Hmm. Yeah, because you had been struggling with that. So Portier on Northern is 2-8 and eight now on the season. 
feels like they're a better team than that. Uh, I, I, they're young and they need to figure out ways to to win because they've been in games. There've been games where they've been blown out, but they've been in games and they just can't seem to really put it all together and find the right chemistry. I, I mean, you you look at their two wins. They they beat Elmont, and I think those are two fairly equal teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and they beat St. Clair, and they beat St. Clair in kind of dramatic fashion with a big comeback. That's a real quality win. But they're kind of Jekyll and Hyde for me. Like, they played Yale real tough in two games this year. That game in Marysville, ooh, that was awful. Well, it's, it's this – Byproduct of a young team. But then they come back and not so bad against Gross Point South. Uh, they were competitive in that. Tough game at Ford, but we kind of called that one, mm-hmm. too. That's uh, right before the holiday break uh, and, and going on the, the road. Um, again, a- Anchor Bay played really well. I saw that game. Anchor Bay was good that night. Right. Um, and you saw them against PH. PH was good that night. Lakeview is, again, another team that is a, a tough team to play against. So the, they've lost five in a row. I haven't quite really figured them out yet because I'm with you. I, I think they're better than their record, but, I, I, you know, how much they're going to win, I don't know. They're just so darn young. They are. Uh, Yale is now 6-4. and four. They've been a weird team. They started 4-0. And then lost their next four and have won two straight sets. So they go on runs, and I, I think they're a good team. They're, they've lost two games, both in BWAC play, but they're in North Branch and MLA City. And the MLA City game was a pretty good game all the way through. And they've beaten, I'd say, every team they've been expected to beat. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like, if if you added up the records, and we'll talk, I think when we get to the boys, we're going to talk about this with a certain team. Um, if you add up the records, the four teams they've lost to are all really good teams. Right. Um, and have winning records. And the six teams they've beat don't. Yeah, it's I, I won't, I'm curious to see what Yale does on the second go-around in the BWAC. Do they trip up to a team that maybe they shouldn't, and can they keep this going? Emily City just kept doing what they do, and their girls got a 20-point win over Richmond, 41-21. Kingston beat Croslax 50-20, and CPS beat Landmark 49-18. Go, only two boys games. I just, real quick, I, oh, wanted, I wanted to ask a question about Kingston. Yeah. Kingston is 8-0, Brady. Yeah. Uh, and they have uh, wins. They've beaten Ubley. They beat Armada in double overtime. Right. Croslax is the second BWAC team they've beaten. Um, they, they won by 50 over All Saints. They beat Marlette. They doubled up Marlette. Um, they beat Harbor Beach by 19, who's normally the one team that gives Sandusky a run in girls' basketball. They beat Cass City, who is solid. They beat Deckerville. How good is Kingston, and could this Kingston team play in the BWAC and be a, a, a threat to win the league? Uh, I think I don't know if they'd be a threat to win the league, but I think they'd win more than they lose. Because Armada's is a is a top half team in the BWAC and it took them double overtime to beat them. And there's something to be said for doing it night in and night out. So I think they're really good. And especially for as small as they are, I think they're a team that could make a run, but I'd like to see them 
Go to Emily City and see what happens. Go to North Branch, see what happens. Play Armada again in Armada, see what happens. So even Yale, I'd like to see what they do against them. Uh, I think it would be interesting. I think because it would in be, those, I think they'd be very competitive, and I only say that because I think. Uh, you, you look at what they've done so far. Like, in their league, nobody can compete with them, and they're playing up. They're beating GTC East and West teams, and they've beaten two BWAC teams. I kind of like I what do, too, doing. but the four teams I mentioned, they play a home-and-home with all of them. I think at best they go 5-3 and three in those games, which isn't good enough to win a league. Anyway, um, boys basketball. I was down at Marine City as they welcomed in Lakeview, and on paper – 6-0 Lakeview comes into play. 0-7 Marine City, and I'm ready for the hammer to be dropped after the tip. And it was, but it was by Marine City. It was 9-0 Marine City, and I'm going, okay, I wasn't expecting this. And Lakeview, it was an interesting way they went about it. They didn't call any timeouts during the run. They, they, they didn't panic. I think they knew to stay the course because Marine City came out firing and sure enough, the end of the first quarter, Lakeview's up 12-11, but Marine City's playing with them, and they continue to do it in the second quarter. It was up and down. Uh, Marine City was doing a really nice job with the press. They were, they were passing the ball very well. They weren't panicking. They were outscored 24-20 in the second quarter, so they couldn't stop anyone. But it's a five-point game at halftime, and if you're Marine City, you're thinking, all right, five points. At half, we've scored 31 or less twice in a game this season. We have that at halftime. We've got a shot, and Lakeview came out in the third quarter and slammed the door in their face. It was a 20-point game by the end of the third quarter. Lakeview, I, again, was a weird theme on Monday. I had it for 80-57, to but the scoreboard said 79-57. I think they counted a two as a, a three as a two. And that's where the point was missed. But Lakeview wins by 20-plus points. And when Marine City got down, once it started to unroll, there was no one to try and get it back on track. Yeah, it's and, and we knew that it was going to be a tough season for them. A um, lot of new faces. Um, they, they, they really, like this year, they're going to rely on the three a lot. And well, that's they the just thing. don't they have a lot of guys the that can in the low block with the press. They were getting it in in tight, and they only hit uh, three threes in the game entirely when they were breaking the press. But in the second half, when they couldn't break the press, they they just couldn't stop anyone defensively. The last three quarters, they gave up twenty or more points, and and they have been giving up a lot of points per game. Yeah, and year. that's seventy nine or eighty does. It's still a lot. Lakeview had five different players score in double digits, which is a ton. Josh Vandeviver had 16 for Marine City. Uh, a couple other players were close. Liam Adams had nine. Logan Cools had nine. Kyle, Kyle Rickert had nine. So they had guys that can score, but have to find a way to keep it under 60 and preferably under 50 in a game. Yeah. So it's just Marine City will take on St. Clair and they need they just need to find consistency because they played really well. Like it felt like there was a scouting report and it felt like they were prepared for what Lakeview was going to throw at them and they handled it fine, but they just couldn't find a way to stop Lakeview. They have 
two players, Sharon Gordon and Xavier Hassan, that are six, seven, and six, five respectively. They didn't kill them in the first half. In the second half, everyone was going nuts, but it, it just they need to find a way to, to tighten it up defensively because Marine City wants to run and gun, but got to keep it under 80 points. Yeah, in the end, Lakeview got what they wanted roundabout the way that they right. wanted it. But I, I get the feeling that the the kids looked at the record and go, "We're undefeated, and they haven't won. We can just, uh, you know, we've got this thing in warmups." Yeah, and that's why they were down nine nothing. But it's also why they're like, "It's cool. We know we're going to score more than nine points tonight. We've got this." Yeah, and if Marine City was hitting a few more threes maybe they keep it closer for a while but again the third quarter getting outscored 23 to 8 was the big difference cuz they lost the first quarter by a point they lost the second quarter by four and they lost the fourth quarter by two so they were competitive in three quarters but they disappeared in the third and when you're an 0 and 7 team now 0 and 8 you can't really do that if you want to want to have a chance to win the game yeah, uh, Peck over Landmark, 66-37 was the other boys game on Monday. So it was kind of a light uh, schedule uh, in terms of uh, Monday's games, but it was a very busy night last night, and we'll get into all of uh, those uh, scores uh, when we come back in just a moment. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood, or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. 
Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I'm supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Poor Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. You're back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady. Busy night last night, uh, Brady. Let's uh, run through the girls' scores first, and then we'll talk a little more in depth about the boys because we saw two boys' uh, basketball games last night. But uh, in the BWAC, Armada took care of business beating Algonac. 60 to 48. Um, you know, again, the score doesn't surprise me. Armada is supposed to win this game, although the Algonac girls aren't horrible. Um, they, they they have some athletes there. But I'm trying to figure out this, this Armada team. I know they're young, but I, I just felt like they'd be more of a force than what I feel like well, they've been injuries so far. haven't helped them. Yeah. So they got to win, and sometimes you don't win as long as you – and we'll talk about that with the game I saw. As long as you win, sometimes it doesn't have to be pretty. Uh, Almont beat Notre Dame Prep 37-19. to uh, 19. Um, I know Notre Dame Prep is down this year, but I still love seeing our area teams <laughs> beat them. Yes, indeed. Yeah, so 37-19 the final there. Brown City gets a win over Memphis – 45 to 29. Uh, Ubley beats K-Pack 40 to 14. That feels more like a football score than a girls' basketball That <laughs> score. is true. <laughs> and congratulations, Al DeMott wins 7.99, Brady, uh, as uh, Sandusky beat Harbor Beach 39 to 22. Morgan Taggy with 15. Helena Long had eight points, nine rebounds, and uh, – uh, again, Sandusky, like they they don't wow you because because they're not out there scoring fifty and sixty points a game, but they consistently hold teams in in the twenties uh, defensively. That's going to win you a lot of basketball games. Yes, it will. Or holding the team to six. Yeah, uh, which happened last night. Uh, Marlette beat uh, Landmark a lot to a little seventy-one to six. 
to be exact. And then Peck beat New Haven Mayor at 37-19. So uh, let's hit to, to the boys now because, again, it was a busy schedule last night. Um, I want to talk about your game first because you had an overtime game, and, and we've talked about this game leading into it. PH playing really well. St. Clair, we basically called this a must-win game for them. Yes. So, as you mentioned, St. Clair, they come into this game 1-6. On the road, they lost their last five games, and in all five of those games, they were tied or had the lead going into the final two minutes of play. Or at some point in the yeah. final two minutes of play, I should say. Port Huron started the year 1-4. and four. Uh, Their only win was Anchor Bay, but they had won two straight. This is to go get back to 500 and start 2-0 in league play and check one of the tougher games off your off your list. So get started. Port Huron comes out on a 9-2 run in the first quarter. Then you're, you're going, wow, Port Huron's playing well. St. Clair answers with a 9-2 run. It's 11-11 at the half. At the half, or at the end of the first quarter, at the half, it's 24-21. St. Clair on top of PH. St. Clair widens their lead in the third quarter to 40-34. to They got up by as many as eight in the second half. Port here on high starting to do something they weren't doing before. They're hitting shots. Garrett James, in the first six games of the year, hit one three-pointer. And last game, he hit three. In this game, he was just as good. Anytime they needed a big shot to to bring it within four or bring it within a one-possession game, it felt like Garrett James was putting it right down the middle. He brings it, he gets it a little closer. St. Clair keeping him at arm's length, keeping him at arm's length. Uh, James having a nice night, but it was Nate Orioles, 48-44, under a minute to go. Ball goes out to Oriole on the arc, right down the middle, bang, 48-47. And you could just feel the St. Clair side go, not again. Not again. They're hitting every shot. They're getting every rebound they need. They are, Port Huron's just playing really well. Come on, hold on, hold on. Uh, they get the stop and coming down to the final seconds, uh, under 20 seconds, Rosenau attacks the basket at about 10 seconds. Arm goes up. St. Clair took five charges in the first half, tried to take another. Official puts his arms up, takes two crow hops, and stops, calls it a foul, sends Connor Rosenau to the line. I thought he was going to call a charge. <laughs> I think he thought he was going to call a charge, but Rosenau goes to the line, splits the pair, and ties it at 48. St. Clair misses the game-winning attempt. It was actually a smart play, and I'll give Coach Matt Distorath some credit. So they inbound one over half-court, called a timeout. So they get to inbound on the sideline with about four and a half seconds left. They inbound to Ellis at about the volleyball line, and he immediately throws up a prayer. And at first you're thinking, why the hell are they doing this? But what they did was underneath, they put Cooper Pennewell in a position to get the miss, it was an air ball, went up, got the rebound, and he had two looks in close. Now, there was a lot of contact, and yeah, the whistles were put away unless someone got clotheslined. Yeah. And, Which is going to happen at the other right. end, too, in that situation. Well, and the other thing was, it was weird. The fouls in the first half were 10-2 in favor of St. Clair. Port Huron and I was tasked for 10 fouls, and including five charges. In the second half, before Port Huron started to foul in a, their comeback bid, 
It was 9-2 in favor of St. Clair. It was just a weird game like that, but it's 48-48. St. Portney on high wins the tap. What's the first thing that happens? Garrett James, bang, deep three right down the middle to go up 51-48, and St. Clair couldn't answer. Uh, it was 58-51. PH went on a 10 three run to start overtime St. Clair hit a put back at the buzzer that didn't mean anything and PH gets a come from behind 58-53 overtime win against St. Clair to pull the 500 to move to 2-0 and in league and to really set themselves up nicely so do you want to talk about the big reds or do you want to talk about what this means for St. Clair first well we have a lot for both yeah with with St. Clair Brady it just sounds like they're in a position that no team wants to be in, and that's the we're waiting for something wrong to happen mode. And I, instead of like knuckling down and going, all right, let's make something good happen. This bad thing has happened to us, but we have time. Let's make a game winning shot, win this game. A little bit of both happened in the fourth quarter. Uh, or in the second half, there were two wide open layups that they missed. And you look back and go, all right, well, what what are you going to do? But there were also two shots that went in. I think at the end of the third quarter, Logan Ellis, or no, it wasn't even at the end of the third quarter. He got the ball at the corner and for some reason shot it really quickly, didn't look like he was set, didn't look like a good shot, and it went right down the middle. So that's three points that you go, all right, maybe we stole that. And then Cooper Pennewell, I believe it was him, in the paint, Pick gets a rebound. He's falling down to his back in the middle of the paint, just throws up a prayer, hits the middle of the square, goes right <laughs> in. So you can play that game both ways with St. Clair. Yeah, there's two wide-open layups they missed, but there were also about five points right there that they were, I don't want to say gifted, but they got luckier shots. Like, you could try those shots in an empty gym, and they're not necessarily easy to make. So... They had a little bit of luck both ways. And again, I want to credit Port here on high because they were hitting threes. Garrett James hit four threes. He led all he led Port here with 18 points. Nate Oriole hit three threes. Deontay Foy hit a three. Jaden Ashford hit a three. Scoring 30 points from the from beyond the arc is a big difference for Port here on. And they did some nice things too, but St. Clair, yeah, missed a couple of free throws down the stretch. Nothing terrible. And just couldn't find a way offensively to create the shots they were early in the game and couldn't make some tough shots down the stretch. They're 1-7. They've now lost six straight games, which they were tied or had the lead in the final two minutes. I, I don't know what to say. I, I don't know if it's one thing or, be honest, maybe it's just a product of extreme bad luck that, what can go wrong will go wrong. It's a statistical anomaly. And some t- I, I say it within the game, but maybe it holds true for the season. Don't be result-based. Be process-based. If they feel like they're doing everything right, now maybe there are some things at the end of the game they need to change because now it's becoming mental. But if they're doing everything right the whole game and they just keep coming up on the wrong side of the coin... I don't, I'm not saying it's a statistical anomaly that it'll fix itself, but play like you do for the first 35 or, or 30 minutes of the game, 
and you'll be fine because they're a good team. They're way better than one in seven. And again, I wouldn't be surprised if they end up with double-digit wins this year. Well, and and they're going to play Marine City later this week. That's a game where they need to to show up at the gym in the right mental frame of mind saying that we are better than our record. Ignore our record. We're better than our record, and we're going to beat our rival tonight because if you give Marine City their first win or they or they come up with a big effort and beat you, things could spiral out of control for you at St. Clair, and you could be a really good team that nobody believes us when we say they're a really good team. Right. That's a team that, hey, you want to break this funk. You have a winless team. I believe that, that game's at St. Clair because the girls play at Marine City. Yeah. So they go to St. Clair. You have a chance to just get on the right side of the scoreboard. Break this streak, break whatever funk you're in, and give yourselves a chance to be on the right side of the scoreboard, and I think that would be huge. But how about Port here on high setting themselves up? Well, what I love about PH and now that they're winning, think about this. They're getting contributions from so many people. Welcome to the party, Garrett James, because he's their latest leading scorer who's starting to heat up. Um, you know, but some nights it's Rosenau, some nights it's Benjamin, some he nights had nine. Yeah, some nights it's Foy, uh, Garrett James uh, on this particular night. Ashford had a really good game the last time I saw the the Big Reds uh, play. Ashford had nine. He he had uh, I I think fourteen points in the first three quarters. But the five guys they had out on the floor in the fourth played so well, he never got back into the the game. So that's saying something when the guy that's leading you in scoring can't get minutes in the fourth because the other guys are doing so well and you're winning the ball game um, th- where, you know, you look at St. Clair and go, anything that can go wrong goes wrong. Right now for the Big Reds, anything that can go right is going right for them, but it's not luck. They're making it happen. So there's a few things I want to address with this port here on high team. They started off one and one, two very similar games. After their one and one start, they lost their next three. In those three games, they gave up 72, 74, and 62. Their three game winning streak 44 points against Armada, 32 against Marysville, 48 in regulation against St. Clair. The point, their the scoring output hasn't changed a ton. 45, 49, 45 in their three losses, 51, 59, 58 in their wins, and again, 48 in regulation. It's not as if their scoring has exploded and they're now putting up 15, 20 more points a game than they were. It's actually their defense that is playing a lot better, rebounding and not giving up these second chance points. Yeah. And but, but the other part of why their defense is better they're not turning the ball over. That they were turning well. the ball over a ton when they were losing, and that was leading to easy baskets for the other teams. And here's the other thing. Utica, their first loss. Uh, they are 5-2 and two on the season, I believe. I have to, Yes, 5-2 and two on the season, Utica. Portier on Northern, 7-0. and oh. Cross-Lex, 7-2. Genesee Christian, 7-1, and one, I believe. Or, yes, 7-1. and one. Those are all really good teams. I mean, Utica is, I believe, in the blue. You have Port here on Northern, which every time, we'll talk about them in a second, every time they play, they're more impressive. Cross Lex has been, 
the cream of the crop for the last three, four years, and Genesee Christian might win the D4 state title. Those are four tough games. Now, Utica, they played horribly. They probably, if they play them now, I might pick them to beat Utica. But Northern, Croslex, and Genesee Christian are all tough games, and they took them all on the chin, but they bounced back and gotten some nice wins, and they're setting themselves up for a chance to really put themselves in a nice position to win their first league title in, in 19 years. They have to go to Madison tomorrow. That's not an easy game. Madison will be tough down at Madison, but if you can get that one, which I'd really like, that'd be a statement win because they haven't won a game on the road yet this season. They've only played two, but they haven't won away from yeah. Port here on high. Get that win away from home. And then that sets you up with a game against Lakeview on the 18th. You yeah. have a, basically a whole week to prepare for them. And just because you mentioned him real quick, Madison beat Marysville last night 70-45. to 45. Yeah. So Madison, they're a good team. I don't know if how if where they stack up against PH. I'll be very interested to see. But they need to go down to Madison, and that would be a big statement road win. And at that point, I can go, all right, we can talk about Port Huron High and what they need to do to win the Max Silver because then that game at Lakeview becomes oh so important. Um, so I was at Northern last night, uh, and uh, boy, for my, my first thing is, and, and you already know this, man, they're fun to watch. Oh yeah, and uh, you know, I I don't know how to play these guys. Like, if I were a coach, I don't know. Yeah, neither do the other teams. What I want to do. So, Eisenhower came out and they ran for a little while. I'll tell you, that's the one thing I definitely wouldn't do when I'm picking my poison. Well, I mean, in, in the, the scouting report I got from Brian Jameson was because, you know, he's like, hey, they're three and five, but he, he's like, they're better than their record because they got some kids that can shoot. And, and he also said they, you know, they, they've been one of those teams that early in the season, somebody was missing from the lineup like every game. Mm-hmm. And they're getting everybody back. And they can shoot. The problem for them is that the, the shot started going in too little too late. Like, uh, the, they, they didn't make a three in the first half, and then in the uh, second half, they knocked down five. So, it, it was kind of night and day. But they ran. They were going up and down. Early on, they were getting every rebound. Um, but Northern kind of figured that out as, as the game went along. And all of a sudden, you look up at halftime, and it's 46-22 to 22 for Northern. And, yes... Tyler Jamison was scoring, but it wasn't all Tyler Jamison. That is the big different thing about Northern this year. In the end, he scored 26 points. But Alex Jamison had 18, and he fouled out with half a quarter still to play. Right. Um, Maher, 14 points, knocked down four threes in this game. Amir Moreland scored seven points. And Amir Moreland doesn't just score baskets. His baskets are like with flair, and so he gets style points. He, he 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 runs the baseline and does a reverse no look off the high glass, and they and they go in. Um, four points for Cam Haru. Not how many you score when you score them. It got to be a nine point game at one point. And Northern at one point was up 
by 26, and it got down to nine with about three minutes to go. Cam Haru didn't have a point. Finished with four. Big four points. And, and, and not from the free throw line. He knocked down a couple of tough shots from the elbow um, to, to get uh, his uh, points. So, you know, Northern does it differently. They weren't as good in the second half as they were in the first half last night, but they were so good in the first half that they had the game won at halftime. Right. They're, they're, they're up 24 at the, the half, and they win by 12. And this is against Ike. This is against Ike, who's not a bad team. Jackson McHale knocked down three threes down the stretch to suddenly make the game interesting. He had 20 points. Uh, Luke O'Neill was another guy that I liked. He had 12 points. And Ethan Mashiluk had uh, 12 points. He's a big dude. And they, you know, when they tried to get the ball to Tyler in the post, they basically triple teamed him. Um, and dared the other guys to beat them, and the other guys beat them. Yeah, and that's why Northern is so dangerous. You said, what's the scouting report? Um, I would do everything in my power to take away Tyler Jamison and pray the freshmen are off, and Luke Maher's off, because he had 14 in this one, and you said in the first half he was dead eye. Yeah, he, he was three for three, right wing corner. He just sets up. They throw the ball into Tyler. That draws everybody. And then he's, you know, he's so good, he knows who's open and where they're at, and he'll deliver the ball to him, and, and Maher can shoot it in rhythm, and it was bang, 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 nine points like there's nothing to it. And they came out in the third quarter, same thing. He goes to that same spot, and he knocked it down. Now, the difference between the first half and the second half was Northern didn't shoot as well in the second. They actually got outscored 39-27 in the second half, and they still win. By double digits. Right. And at, and at one point, like I say, they got it down to 59 to 50, and then all of a sudden I look up and it's 67 to 50. Exactly. And it happened that fast. Well, again, I'm continuing my Jameson for Mr. Basketball campaign. He has 26. We shrug it off. Alex Jameson has 18, and we're like, yeah, that's a good night. Solid night for him because that's what Northern does. They're still they're, – they're, they're still garnering more respect. The D-Zone basketball has them now as the number 14 team in the state regardless of division. Yeah. Think they, about that. They hit seven threes, and, and, by the way, and Tyler Jamison didn't hit one. By the way, potential roadblocks after the district are Hamtramck, who they've already beaten, and De La Salle, who six and three. I know they're really, really good, but they don't look superhuman. I'm just saying this team has the ability to – like it's getting to the point where they're showing how good they are. I don't care what other teams have. I'm saying there's not a team that they are definitely zero chance to win against. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the I kind of like the way the white is shaking up right now. Um because you got Northern and Gross Point North. They're both 2 and 0 in a league. Uh, Gross Point North is 6 and 2. They beat Croslex. Mm-hmm. Um uh, New Haven is eight and one overall, and they're one and one in league. After they lost to Gross Point North, they bounced back. With uh, obviously Mott is not going to beat them. They scored eighty eight last night against uh, Mott. That's a lot of points. It is, but but New Haven's a team when they can pile on, they pile on. Yeah, but uh, here's Northern. This was a, this was a stat, and it didn't surprise me when I saw it. I just didn't realize it that in the entire MAC conference, there's only one team averaging more points a game. Than Northern. Yeah, New Haven. Lance Cruz. 
Oh, lots while, of while New Haven bounced up last yeah. night with their 88. This is going into last night's gotcha. game. Northern was averaging 69 points a game, and they scored 73 last night. Yeah, so now two New Haven at seventy one and Las yeah, Cruz they, at, at they, seventy two. New Haven padded it a little bit with the eighty eight points. That'll bump your average up. So that's so. what happened when you have five starters that can all score fifteen points a game. Yeah, like that's just you. You try to take away some like Haru doesn't have a big night. Okay, that's fine. Maher scores fourteen, and maybe next time out Maher scores three, but Haru scores seventeen. The the other max score Anchor Bay beat Lakeshore forty five to forty. Anchor Bay is so much better this year than they were last year, and with a lot of the same kids. Yes, like, well they've had a, they they had a coaching change, and the coach from Lonskus North there did a pretty good job at Lonskus North. So and somehow he found a, a kid from France to come over and play too. That that it's helps when you get a foreign exchange student <laughs> yes. that can shoot. Uh, Cross Lex beat Almont sixty two thirty nine. Almont had been playing close games, but Croslax, they're starting to get into form. Yeah, they're, they're, you're into league play now, and I, and I think they, they like this part of the season. And they've had a gauntlet of a non-conference for the most part. And, yeah, it, this is where it pays off. Armada beats Algonac 60-39. to MLA City beats Yale 53-43. This was an interesting one for Yale to see how they bounce back. And for MLA City, they get a win where we are kind of going, all right, you played a lot of tough teams, weren't really competitive with them, getting to BWAC play, you take on Yale, and, and you beat them by 10. Yeah, I, I think this is a nice win for MLA City. It's a City really nice win. And I, if I nothing mean, else, that's a confidence booster because before that game, they had been struggling. Remember, they came into their 3-4. and four. They had only beaten uh, Almont, Deckerville, and Sandusky. None of those wins you go like, yeah, they're, they're, that's a great win. Yale's a, a really nice win, and that's ahead of their matchup against Croslex in Croslex. Yeah, uh, and, and after a 6-0 and start, Yale's kind of hit a bump in the road where, again, kind of gut check time, let's stop the bleeding because you don't want to – you're in the middle of your league schedule. You don't want to start having three and four game slides. Well, I'm just it's gonna... been two – Let's win. I'm saying this right now. Yale can't lose another game if they want to win the BWAC. Yeah. Yeah, like, no. They, uh, two losses in the BWAC because – Because they, they still have to play Richmond twice. Yeah. They have to play Cross-Lex again. They have to play uh, MLA the, City again. The, they have to play Armay. Yeah, you got to – There's a chance that, you know, Richmond or Cross-Lex – let's say they split this year. Who, who else is going to beat them? Right. We thought Yale might be one of those teams. Maybe it's, maybe it's MLA City. Who knows? But it's been a uh, interesting start of the BWAC schedule. Except Croslex is still Croslex, and Richmond beats North Branch sixty-eight forty-nine. They take down the Broncos in impressive fashion. Lutheran North beats Cardinal Mooney fifty-one forty-six. The Fighting Bradys of Lutheran North. Apparently, I'm a good luck charm <laughs> for them for whatever reason. Because, yeah, not only did they win that basketball district our first year, they won the baseball district I yeah. did, and. Well, here they beat Cardinal Mooney. And I saw Lutheran North lose to Richmond earlier in the year. And I don't know if Mooney didn't play well. I haven't gotten the report from this game. But I thought this was a game they should win. And now Mooney's dropped a couple in a row. It's gut check time for the Cardinals, too, because their league is not easy. No, and like consistency is a word we like to throw around. Mooney hasn't been consistent yet. 
Like, and and I I know, uh, you know, the, the when Mooney gets an injury, they get an injury. Oh, they've had bad luck. I mean, Everhart going down. Hopefully, he can be back at some point. But they lost their first one to Richmond. They won five in a row. Uh, they had the, the 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 miracle shot against Clintondale to to survive at the end. They survived against St. Clair. They beat East Point, Anchor Bay, and Algonac, who. Anchor Bay is probably the best win out of that bunch, but they lose to Liggett by four on the road. Actually, Lutheran North, they lost to them at home last night, and it doesn't get any easier. They go to Loyola on Friday. It was tough. Loyola is like a top 10 team in the state. Uh, But, you know, I wouldn't put it. The D-Zone has them at number 10 in the state. I, I, I wouldn't put it past Mooney to, you know, to win that game. Like, that's kind of the... The vibe I get with this team is maybe they're playing to the level of the opponent. Well, they go to Loyola, to Clarkson Everest, and to Hackett their next three games. Ain't getting any easier. Someone's got to figure out a way to stop the skid. And, and Everest is an interesting game because that's, like, that's their big rival. Yeah, Everest 4-3 and three this year, so I don't think they're quite what they were last year, by the way. They had two great games last year. Loyola beat Everest 77-26. Yeah. Well, Loyola's good. Loyola's great. <laughs> like, they're 8-0, and they're beating Notre Dame Prep, Gross Point South, like Livonia Franklin by a lot. So, all right. Uh, anything else from yesterday? Peck yeah, beat New Peck Haven. Peck beat Merritt, Merritt 72-59, uh, and uh, Peck had four in double digits. Uh, Dalton Schempf with 19. Steve Van Conant, the tackle machine, had 17. Uh, Brady Babcock had 16. And uh, Cal uh, Hayden had uh, 10. Uh, Lentine with 20. And Dzinski with 19 for Merritt. And Carsonville, Port Sandlake, and Casewell had a very low-scoring game. 28-18. CPS comes out with the uh, victory in that one. So not a good night in boys basketball for teams named the Eagles. No, <laughs> no, not at all. Um, well, we'll have some more. Oh, I'll have two rivalry games the next two days. You'll have some hockey and a little more, but really starting to get into the meat and potatoes of this of the conference season, and there's some big games coming up. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm getting in, intrigued uh, here. We're still waiting for the big, big showdowns in, in the BWAC, Crosslex, Richmond. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of hedging that there's those two teams and then there's everybody else. Now, does that mean there isn't the possibility for an upset? We know it's tough, especially on the road, mm. to win games in the BWAC, and so I'm not ruling anything out. But really, we're we're kind of licking our chops for those two Crosslex Richmond games. So, uh, but in the white, I'm intrigued because okay, I'll say it. I, I think Northern's better than New Haven. All right. But I want to see Northern Gross Point North play twice and see how that turns out. Right. Um, so and and again, big win for the for the Big Reds. They're a threat in that league. They are a threat in that league. And I still think St. Clair could be that that team that we talk about. You can't lose. You can't lose again if you're St. Clair. Yeah, they have to and, run the table basically. And at this and, point. and and but they're that team that you know is on any given night. When they get it together, they're good. Yes. And, and and they can get it together, and they have playmakers. Anyways, so we'll take a break and come back with our final segment in just a moment. 
buying or selling a home, you need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 we welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year. Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, uh, back, uh, Dennis and uh, Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. Um, And uh, we've got uh, the remainder of the week, kind of a shortened week because we don't have a Friday or a Saturday for us because we have prior commitments. Right. So So. our apologies. Our weekend's on Thursday this week. Yeah, right. (laughs) We get an early weekend, but that doesn't mean there's not games going on. Dennis, tonight and tomorrow I have a pair of St. Clair Marine City games. Tonight I'm in Marine City for the girls' matchup, which is 
actually a big Matt Gold matchup in yeah. that league because they are the only two undefeated teams left in the Matt Gold. And and this can be can be fun because like uh, uh, how do we describe Marine City? They, they they either like show up in a big way or they have to scratch and claw. Like there's no in between. There's no just Keep run of the mill length. game for yeah. them. There, there's either they just go out and crush somebody seventy to ten, or they're in a dogfight to the finish line. Yeah, and I imagine this is going to be a dogfight because both these teams. I mean, obviously they want to win the league title. They are battling for supremacy. Last year, it was two dogfights between these teams. St. Clair was, what, St. Clair was down big and almost stormed back to upset Marine City in Marine City last year. Yeah, so the, this this is really interesting be, because, um, you know, I, I like St. Clair's size. For a girls basketball team, I think they throw a lot of bigs at you. And could that be an issue for Marine City? Because I like Marine City's post player, Dietlin, mm-hmm. but she's not quite as tall as the girl St. Clair has. Now, Jade Blanchard is well, and that, tall and that lanky. was the difference last year yeah. because when she got in foul trouble and Dietlin got in foul trouble, that's when St. Clair started to have some success last year. Yeah, and, and a player who was good in that game was Saros, and Saros has been really good all year. Like, yeah, she's she been has. a very big bright spot for St. Clair scoring. Well, and you could tell the first time St. Clair played Marys that there's a big red circle around that game. It was important to them. Have to imagine this game also has that big circle because, again, Moved 4-0 in league. Everyone's chasing you at that point. I know Marine City's already beaten Frazier, and St. Clair still has to play them, but St. Clair can win this game. They're feeling really good. If Marine City wins this game, oh, boy, are the Mariners in the driver's seat. Yeah, so this this is, you know, it's a big game for a lot of reasons, and it goes beyond just the rivalry. Yes. uh, Other games tonight, Romeo is at Northern in girls basketball port Huron at Lance Cruz North and girls and Marysville at Stevenson in girls out of those three Matt games which one really catches your eye well a couple of them do actually okay PH Lance Cruz North for the last several years this has been a huge game right two good teams two two good teams uh, programs look a little different now. Programs look a little bit different now, but I still like what what PH does, and they're looking to bounce back because you know that that Dakota game, um, it was winnable. Like basically, two girls beat them, and and otherwise PH was was right uh, was right there in the the mix. But again, I like the way PH plays. Um, I like uh, the way Stacy Meyer has come in, and it kind of seems seamless. Right, like you you don't really see a difference in the style of play. They do what works for them. Right, um, and I like that mentality. Um, and uh, and and this team is is tough because you like Julia Gilbert, one of the toughest players we've seen in in the last. She was she was the girls' version of an Alice. Yes. Um, and, and she played with a mean streak. PH has that mean streak. Yes, they do. Northern needs the win at home against Romeo. And Marysville going to Stevenson, 
I mean, you just look at what the the difference is in the size of the schools, and you feel like it's a mismatch. But Marysville's been playing well. Stevenson hasn't won a game, so Marysville should go down there and take care of business. Marysville's actually the only undefeated team in the blue right now. Yeah, and and after that win at SC four, the overtime win, don't you feel a lot better about this Marysville team? Absolutely. Like, and and, and again. Three games into the season, I shouldn't be going, this team's not as good as – give them time. A yeah. couple, couple of years ago, I watched them get slaughtered in their opener. And you went – you came back – And they didn't me. lose another game. You came back to me and went, this might be a long season for the Marysville girls. Yeah. And then, yeah, they didn't lose until they were in the Class A district and lost to a really good Anchor Bay team. Yeah, they, they kind of got hosed that year. Uh, you will be at a hockey game. Catholic Central comes up to McMoran to take on Port here on Northern. Yeah, I'm just looking at Catholic Central right now, 12-0 and on the season. Um, and they won the first meeting at home against uh, Northern. And, uh, yeah, they, they – they got one, two, three, four, five. Uh, their their fifth leading scorer would be Northern's leading scorer. Well, and it was Heartland that they played and body slammed like in their first or second game that I think was ranked second in the state and Catholic Central just put them in a chokehold. Yeah, so this is a good uh, Catholic uh, Central uh, team. I think Brandon Kalinecki is still the head coach, so a former port here on Icehawk. Hmm. Um, doing good things at uh, at Catholic Central, and obviously a test for Northern because you want to compete. Well, this is yeah, this is the why you're in the MIHL. If you win this game, now you're. I mean, the sky's the limit at that point. Yeah. Tomorrow, more boys basketball than girls. Port here on Northern boys go to Romeo. St- the White's going to be a test every week or yeah. every game, basically. Outside of maybe Mott, who's really down. It's going to be a test, but Northern just keeps impressing, and that excitement grows with each win and each impress. I mean, Ike at home, and Dennis, you were there. How was that, the crowd for that game? Yeah, they're getting bigger and bigger. and For uh, a Tuesday night game against Ike. And, and you know who's the most excited about it? It's the kids. Yeah. The student section is packed for these games. Yeah. They and they're know. vocal, and they're into it. Um, the, the, there was a great moment last night, fairly early in the game, where uh, Alex Jamison knocked down a three on that side of the mm. floor, and he's, he's running back on defense. You know, he's slapping hands with the kids right. because that's how fired up everybody is. Oh, by the way, that reminds me. I wanted to bring this up. It wasn't super important. But in the, the Marine City Lakeview boys game, this happened. I just want to get your two cents on it. So – Marine City student section, I mean, they're down 25. They're still having fun, kind of chirping uh, Lakeview. Kid from Lakeview hits a three to put him up like 27, 28. And he comes down and just gives a, a little shush to the crowd. <laughs> and the ref teed him up for it. Really? I was like, mm, I don't like that. I mean, if if the fans, they, they weren't like on him on him, but – they were a student section, and they were chirping, and he hits a three, he turns and lets them know, be quiet, and the ref teed him up, and I was just like, yeah, that's, like, I get there's a line, but. Well, I mean, I, come I, on. I, I okay, I know what the official's trying to do and the statement he's trying to make. Yeah. Okay, I'm fine with it. It's a 30-point game. We don't need to get anything stupid as, happening. As long as it's not an obscene gesture. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. He's just having fun and shushing yeah. the the crowd. Hey, you know, 
you you you're gonna tee up Marine City because their kids are heckling? No, that, exactly. That's so. If if he wants to just like, it's not like he made it. Like I say, an obscene. Yeah, he didn't go or, and say, "Hey, you're number one." Yeah, or 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 you know, do something that would be vulgar or in poor taste. He just simply said, "Yeah, whatever. We're we're winning, and you're not going to win." Right. Which and yeah, I'm fine I, with that. I didn't like that because. Like like I said, I kind of like it policing itself a little bit, and there are other examples in this year uh, of guys doing stuff to student sections that well <laughs> didn't get a T. And I just I, that when you mentioned the northern student section, it made me think of that, and I was like, ah, I don't like that. I don't know if that's a T if it's a five point game, but in a twenty eight point game, I maybe that was part and that of it. and that's yeah, that's probably part of what he was doing. He's like, okay. You're you're killing this team. Just shut up and go back. Right. And play or defense. I don't want want to give Marine City a, an option to retaliate in a game. So I understand where he's coming from, but still, I was like, ah, eh, let them have a little bit of fun. But yeah, Northern student section has been great. Um, seems like every picture it just gets bigger and bigger because they have big stands. Yes. They can fit a lot of people yes. there. I'm excited to see the crowd for those district games. We might just have two different broadcasts on stream one and two because <laughs> I think we'll both be fighting for that district. Um, so that's where Northern will be tomorrow. Port Huron goes down to Madison, talked about it. Hey, this is a statement game. You've gotten four wins. They're all at home. Go do something away from your own gym and, and see what happens because the two true road games you played, granted against Crosslex and Northern, didn't end up well for the big Reds. Uh you have Lakeview at Marysville, so we actually get two Lakeview games. I wonder if there'll be any shushing in that one. And I'll have Marine <laughs> City at St. Clair Boys, which we mentioned, talked about how St. Clair needs to get this win. And, well, Marine City just kind of playing with nothing to lose. They can play spoiler. And if there's one game Marine City will find a way to get up for and and be a pest, this is the game. Well, and again, they've got a team right now that appears to maybe have kind of a, a – um, uh, well, like a fractured look at things right now. Like they're waiting for something bad to happen. And if you're Marine City and you can get off to the start like they got against Lakeview. Right. St. Clair might be like, oh, not again. Exactly. Exactly. few girls games. MLA City's at Cross Lex. North Branch at Armada. That's one to keep an eye yeah. on Thursday. Algonac's up at Yale. And Frazier is playing Port Huron. Uh, in hockey um yeah and i don't know much about fraser hockey this year but the big reds are on a roll they've won their hey they, they, won their they, last they game. beat bishop foley and they're looking at the licking their chops next week for the rematch exactly so <laughs> anything else before we come back for friday show uh that's all that i had this time around and again uh sandusky girls don't play again this week but al sitting at 799 now so uh, I believe they're up in Ubley oh. early next week. He'll be looking f to be the first person in the state of Michigan to win 800 games in girls' basketball. By the way, go read Mike Gallagher's article on uh, Al. It's it's awesome, and it's 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 what it deserves to be. Yeah. All right. Good stuff, and uh, we'll see you again on Friday. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is stuck on sports.